Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and I have with me today Rena Van Alst. Hi, Rena. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Good. How are you? I am excellent. Now, if uh, anybody is new to the show, a few weeks ago, Rena and I started a new episode format. Episode 46 was our first go at this. It is Rena and Amanda in conversation, having a friendly chat about our week in Strata, what our frustrations have been, what our wins have been. And we're hoping that this is something that is helpful to you as strata managers, strata owners, committee members, hearing from two relatively experienced professionals what our bumps in the road have been dealing with the world of strata and where we've had our wins and how you might be able to have some too. So, Rena, how's your week in strata been? Well, since I spoke to you, Amanda, it's actually gotten quite busier now because everyone's yeah. back into school, back to work. So, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been pretty busy actually, which uh, I'm quite enjoying, but just trying to get used to being busy again after having a good break over Christmas. I know. It sort of feels like a bit of a slap in the face. You sort of wake up and think, <laughs> yep, okay, got to work now. It's getting to February, time to actually get the wheels in motion. Yeah. I am really excited about a project I'm working on at the moment. As you know, we have our Women in Strata group, which you are a member of the steering committee, and Queensland is about to launch its own branch of Women in Strata. And I know by the time this goes to air, that will all be live, and I'm really excited about it. So that's what I've been working on this week. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. There's a lovely bunch of ladies up there who are very keen on uh, promoting the position of women, particularly in strata management and uh, making sure they get up there to those higher levels where they should be. And there's going to be great things happening up there this year, 2017. That's wonderful. Looking forward to hearing more about it, Amanda. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, let's get stuck into it. Rena. what has been frustrating you this week? Lay it on the table. Well, what's been happening in the last few weeks, actually, Amanda, is that a lot of clients that have been coming to me for pre-proposals and, and um, in relation to strata management for their scheme, mm-hmm. they've been telling me that a lot of managers are putting pressure on them now to sign up new agency agreements because of the changes in the legislation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them actually calling EGMs without actually having any authority to do so from the committee mm. and submitting agency agreements that haven't even been shown to the committee members beforehand. And so... This whole thing of having agreements in by 30 May has been, I think, the catalyst for for this type of um, behaviour by some agents. So that's been a very common thing that people have been coming to me about in the last few weeks. Yeah, if I can just put some flesh on that for our um, listeners who might not be familiar with that part of the new law. The new law does say that where you are on a a month-to-month or a rolled-over strata management agreement, that agreement will automatically end within six months of the new law coming into effect. So new law came into effect here 30th November 2016. So a lot of those agreements are coming to an end the 30th of May 2017. Sounds like some strata managers maybe are being a bit opportunistic there and jumping in and putting some pressure on their buildings to sign up, no doubt, three-year agreements. 
Yeah, and I think also the other point that has come up too, Amanda, is the fact that they haven't really asked them about the duration of the agency agreement. So uh-huh. I think the maximum now, as we know, is three years and some of them are putting on the maximum. So I think, again, it's really important for managers who are listening to this podcast that, in a sense, your agency agreement is the instrument by which you're engaged and you need to be very careful how you approach that because if you're seen to be coming across in a very forceful way without giving any sort of consideration to perhaps the fact that they might want to read the agreement, they might want to put some KPIs in, a lot of Mm. schemes that I'm managing where we're discussing, you know, KPIs or key performance indicators in terms of service requirements. And at least then I think both parties can work towards an agreement that is mutually beneficial and not sort of weighed one or there are KPIs that just can't be met. So you Mm. need to sort of work together. I think the pressure is probably being put on by principles of strata management companies because, again, in terms of what your business is worth, it's based on the, um, you know, your fixed term agreements. Mm. And um, it's a good point. It's helpful to the incumbent strata manager who is assisting the committee to negotiate that new agreement to bear in mind that just because the committee's out there getting other quotes and talking to other managers, it doesn't mean they're not going to stay with you. And that should be front of your mind, I think, for managers to say, yes, there's competition out there, but I have a longstanding relationship with this particular building And I need to show them why that's important, why that matters, and what value I can continue to add. What are those other competitors in the market offering that perhaps I'm not? Where can we improve our service? And it's not unusual for buildings that go out to tender strata management services to stay with their current manager. Yeah, that's been my experience historically, Amanda, if the manager has provided exceptional and, you know, high quality service. Mm. I think that the only point I would add in terms of schemes getting new quotes is that for a lot of companies where agency agreements were executed and signed many years ago and they've been rolling over, not necessarily just either on a month-to-month basis or a or a period of number of years based on the older contracts that ISTM had, which is the former name of SCA, where there was a 5% increase in the escalation of the base management fee. Mm. And that 5%, so basically any scheme you've had for 15 years, if you had the 5% increase per annum, that would mean that the management fee would have doubled in that time. And so therefore what has happened in some cases for some strata management companies is that the fee has become way out of the market. It's like compound interest. It's just 5% on a new higher base going forward. And I think that's where I think some managers are a bit worried about their clients going out to get other quotes, not because they don't know that that their service has been great, Mm. but sometimes you can – price yourself out of the market inadvertently by not keeping an eye on these types of things. So yeah. again, as a manager, I would recommend that people look at their agency agreements moving forward yep. using CPI or 2 or 3%, something that's sort of more palatable and keeps the management fees in check. Mm. And is that what you're seeing when you have buildings approaching you to issue a, a fee proposal, that their concern is cost? or? Yes, well, mainly though, the first thing is always not being cost, it's been lack of service. So people always come to me and I think therefore whatever you're paying, whether it's a lot of money or a little bit of money, there's no value for money. So Mm. I think that main problem thing that I'm getting is that people are just sick and tired of getting, you know, poor service. Another person that spoke to me last week said that, you know, they've had like three managers in six months and, you know, so the high turnover of 
and and the latest manager, you know, was trying her best. But again, they didn't think that she had any experience, which is mm. probably the case. Yeah. And therefore, this is, I think, something that a lot of Australian management companies face. And I, in my previous employment, when I was GM at Dynamic, you know, just trying to get good quality strata managers is a really hard thing to achieve mm. in the marketplace at the moment. So there's a big, yeah. big shortage of managers. I know um, Karen Stiles from the OCN was trying to hit up the Law Society to encourage new law graduates to look at strata management as a very good career. And I said to her, that's a fabulous idea. Go for it because there are a lot of law graduates coming out. There are less and less jobs in the law with a lot of firms downsizing and a lot of processes becoming more automated and systematized. And for a new graduate, strata management is actually I think, more lucrative if you're looking at the financial side than coming mm. out and getting a graduate law job, let me tell you. And I think all those skills. I had a lawyer that actually was a strata manager, but she was a lawyer before she became a strata manager. So right. some people have made the change. I think, I think also what I was doing when I was working at Dynamic was in terms of our property assistance. And even now in, in my current company, I'm using a pool of universities to obtain people who are graduates, unfortunately, that, that can't find work in their current field like mm. accounting is another big one there is a an oversupply of accountants mm. and their attention to detail i think also makes some good candidates for strata managers and we've just had some people that i know that have been promoted into management roles from being a property assistant having a, a previous university degree of some sort mm. yes um something that i think the strata sector has some work to do in promoting, in promoting itself and good jobs for strata managers. I agree. Yeah, so basically what I advised them to do was not to panic or worry that the committee could actually extend the appointment of the managing agent for successive periods of up to three months after the term, after their term would have otherwise expired, yep. but not past the AGM. So this allows the owners corporation and the committee to obtain other proposals if they wish to. Yep. And then if they decide not to reappoint their agent, they need to give them at least one month's notice of that decision. So mm. at least it's giving both parties time to prepare for the upcoming decision. Yeah, and I think that's a great inclusion in the new law that the committee can basically have that statutory option, we would call it as lawyers, to increase the term incrementally, but certainly not pass the annual general meeting. So keep your eye on those dates. The other thing, Amanda, that another one of my clients mentioned to me was that the strata manager was trying to push out the AGM date this uh -huh. year in order to allow to extend their appointment. So again, just be careful, lot owners out there, that if you're, if you're managing agents trying to do that, which they shouldn't be doing, that mm. they should really, now that the Act says you only have to hold your AGM once in a financial year, there's no mm. stipulation of a date. So Yeah, that's right. So I suppose technically that's legal. Consider mm. whether it is ethical or moral. Yes. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you a little bit about um, kind of a frustration from my part this week. I have just recently discovered that the, the LPI, Land and Property Information, here in New South Wales, just before, I think it was the day before the new legislation came in, issued a direction on their website that related to the registration of bylaws. Now, under the old law, you had two years to register a bylaw with the LPI, two years from the date of the meeting where it was specially resolved. So a nice long period. 
under the new law, that period has been retracted all the way back to six months. So under the new law, you resolve your bylaw, especially resolve your bylaw in a general meeting, and then you have six months to get it registered. So generally, strata managers are going to be moving pretty quickly to get those across to agents, and we do registrations ourselves, and everybody has to be aware of that short time frame. Now, on my reading of the legislation, that applied to bylaws that had been resolved prior to the 30th of November. So if you had a meeting on the 20th of November and a bylaw was passed, the six-month period applied to get it registered. And that's what we had been advising our strata managers and our clients. I then find out only recently that the LPI has issued a direction which says if your bylaw was resolved under the old law, so pre-30 November, your two-year period still applies. And this has caused a little bit of confusion amongst strata managers who had been told different things by different lawyers. But I'm here today to clarify that. Definitely, if your bylaw was resolved pre-30 November, the two-year period applies. And I will put a link in the show notes to that direction from the LPI that sets that out. Now, Rena, was I in the dark? Were you aware of this? No, because I recall when I was still working at Dynamic that we were rushing to have all our bylaws um, registered before that six-month deadline of when they were passed. And I know that one of them we thought had already lapsed because yes. it, it, was, it was actually passed in 2015, December, and we thought, mm. oh, now we're stuffed. So, yeah, it's good news. It's Well, yes, it's good news for those who thought they may have missed out and were thinking they'd have to call a new meeting to resolve a bylaw again. But it's a little bit frustrating I think that that wasn't expressed in the legislation. So generally where legislation is not retrospective, so for example, if the legislation doesn't apply to things that happen before a certain date, it says that in the legislation. Mm. And I've read it, my colleagues have read it specific to this issue, and we can't find where it says that in the Act or the regs, in the regulations. It has only come out in a direction from the LPI, which we had to scrounge about and find once a fellow lawyer pointed it out to us. Mm, It's a bit frustrating, but I think think we're, we're back on track and I'm trying to get that message out certainly to all of my clients and those who are receiving my content. Okay, so my win for the week that I would like to share with you. I have a building that has been in the throes of building defects, defects litigation, the defects as usual center around water penetration, lot owners becoming disgruntled because their problem has not been fixed fast enough or to the standard that they require it. Basically, this building has been going through this process of trying to get defects rectified for about four years. And just this week, they held a general meeting, put forward their preferred contractor and preferred scope of work, and finally have their project approved. And this came after a piece of litigation that was brought against them by a lot owner in the tribunal. And this particular lot owner was alleging that the owner's corporation had not properly maintained and repaired the common property, simply because the process of rectification was taking such a long time. And in the opinion of this lot owner, the proposal that was put forward to deal with the issues was not to his particular standard. I raise this as a win because in the face of all that adversity, this committee and committee members did change from time to time. This committee was able to 
source quotes, get expert reports, hold information evenings, keep the lines of communication open by issuing email circulars, plenty of email communication to lot owners. And they developed over this time a lot of trust from their fellow lot owners and that all really came to fruition at this recent general meeting where they just put the motion forward. Owners looked at it. They said, yep, we can see that you guys have done the work. Yes, it's taken a long time, but we trust you. You've got the expert's opinion. We trust that your preferred contractor and preferred quote is what's best for us. And the motion was resoundingly approved. And let me say this, it was approved by the disgruntled lot owner as well who had commenced the litigation. So my congratulations to that particular committee. And I want to recognize the committees that are out there doing very similar work, recognize that it is a long, hard process. And you might be three or four years into it and you're still not seeing this light, but keep it up because you will get there and you will have those problems fixed for your lot owners and be adding value to your building. It is all worth it. Yeah, it's very tedious process, Amanda, trying to get quotations. I, mean, I remember when I was managing some defects, trying to get quotes from you know engineers, then having meetings to discuss the quotes, making sure that they were apples for apples. And then mm. once you've appointed an engineer or a consultant, then they go out to tender with their scope. Then yep. those scopes have to then be assessed. Their money may have to be raised. So it's quite a protracted process in terms of fixing defects. And I think that sometimes people have other agendas. In this case, your disgruntled lot owner, mm. if they're suffering a loss of rent perhaps for their apartment or, but yes. unfortunately these things take time and you really can't rush them if you want to ensure that you've exhausted all avenues of investigation and, and you know, raise the money and then proceeding with the work and then all the disruption that comes with that as well. So Yeah, absolutely. And the committees that I see go through that process successfully are the ones, and I know I harp on about this, but they are the ones who keep the lines of communication open. They yes. tell their lot owners, tenants, and, you know, we shouldn't forget about the tenants. They're the ones who are making yeah. the um, the claims when their carpet's wet and they're the ones who yeah. have to move out, um, letting them know, hey, we are working on this. We're not just kicking back and fixing the little things. We are looking at the bigger picture but it does take time. This is what we've done this month. This is what we're doing next month. And that's all owners and tenants need to feel comfortable that the project is heading in the right direction. And I see so much upset come from a misunderstanding of what the committee is yep. doing and that the committee's not working in their best interest when in fact, if the committee did a better job at communicating and it's so easy these days, if you've got a website, fabulous for the building, but just emails, group emails, keep everybody up to date on how it's going and you'll avoid a lot of that heartache. Yeah, I think, Amanda, you're absolutely right there. The communication is the key and if perhaps if they were issuing monthly updates, then, you know, perhaps that it would have been less chance of anyone trying mm. to make issue. But, yeah, communication is the key. Yep. Awesome. Okay, so anything else to add from the week, Rena? No, it's pretty busy, <laughs> but no, all good. Busy, Thank keeping you. keeping your head above water. Uh, it's yep. amazing to think that it's already February and um, yeah. another year is passing us by. Exactly. <laughs> 
All right, so I invite all of our listeners, please do let us know what you think of this kind of format. Go back and have a listen to episode 46 if you haven't already. And that was the first, Rena and Amanda in conversation. We're hoping to do this a couple of times each month, something a bit different to my usual format. And we really hope that you feel you're getting a behind the scenes look at the everyday workings of Strata Land from a very experienced Strata manager, Rena's new company is Strata Central and a Strata lawyer as well. And let us know what you want us to talk about. What are your questions? What's your frustration at the moment? Have you got a win that you want us to acknowledge? Let us know. My email, amanda at yourstrataproperty.com.au or pop your comment in below this episode at yourstrataproperty slash podcast. Catch you next time, Rena. Thank you, Amanda. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today?